0: To another edition of the Pixel Roll Show, we discuss the best basketball team, perhaps, at your local YMCA, your Washington Wizards. This is Adam McGinnis. It is the last day of November. A chilly, chilly evening here. uh, Rainy here in the nation's capital. uh, And it is kind of indicative of where we're at with uh, your favorite basketball team. A lot of negative pixels going to be on tap. Uh, thank you once again uh, for joining me. It is a treat, uh, my I have a guest coming from me, uh, from the Left Coast, out in San Francisco. He is a fellow member of the Wizard uh, Online Commentary. Uh, runs a very cool website called Hoop District. Uh, Abdullah Sharif. Uh, he also produces some awesome vines and a hell of a good journalist. What's, what's up, bro?
1: Appreciate that, bro. How you doing, man? Live Frisco.
0: Yeah. Temporarily though. Temporarily. Yeah. yeah. How was that? how was your holiday, man?
1: Not bad, not bad. I uh, I actually had two Thanksgiving dinners thanks to uh a couple in laws that are too old to get out the house. <laughs> so we were forced to uh to go visit them, which was not bad at all. Two PM lunch, uh Thanksgiving lunch, and then uh heading on head on heading on over to uh to my own family see them for Thanksgiving dinner, so stuff not st- bad st- stuff,
0: very stuffing stuffing you know I, I, stuffing
1: uh turkey Whoa. homemade stuffing both ways in both places yeah stuffing mashed potatoes uh you know a lot you know I'm, I'm my parents are really from the middle east so we eat a lot of rice too so there was actually a platter of rice too you, you always have to throw in you know something that throws everybody off you know you do all the the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes, cranberry sauce, and then you've got like a side of brown rice. <laughs> you know. <laughs>
0: how, how, how about the des- how about the desserts? I uh, I think the Wizards' uh, poor play over the holidays, which we're about to get into, uh, caused me to my pie my pie coma was intense. Uh, I had more pie this holiday than I think I've had in a while. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll
1: tell you what the food the food wasn't the only thing that gave me the indigestion over the
0: weekend. <laughs> I'll tell you that. Well, let's talk about these Washington Wizards. They are currently six and eight. Riding a four-game losing streak, and every single defeat was its own disaster. Uh, You know, I had Kyle on uh, last week and Rashad in the last uh, podcast, and we discussed about how this was a big week. uh, Five games in seven days to kind of define where the season was headed what what this team was kind of made of, and I'm not going to say I think they flunked with flying colors in in in, in a way that I didn't know. Well, I mean, I should always know that this is possible, so Wizards lore, but to go from Paul George uh, just dominating them, historic futility against the Hornets in the fourth quarter, wiped out in Boston, and then another tragic, heartbreaking defeat against Toronto, just your thoughts on this whole week. Uh, they did. They did start the week with a, a victory in uh, Detroit last two Saturday nights ago. Just your thoughts right. on this whole week and what you saw to this team over over the holiday break, man.
1: Well, well, I'm glad, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you threw in the Detroit win uh, because it, it's kind of interesting to see how the downfall started, and it started right after that game, and even that Pistons win. We saw the bench play in a way that we hadn't seen the Wizards' backups play in a long time. Um, you know, Gary Neal, and Nene had a great game against Detroit. And then we saw Martin Gortage just dominate Andre Drum- Drummond on the glass. And you're thinking, okay, you know, things are heading in the right direction. They only won the game by two points, but they won in a very critical defensive possession. And we felt good. And then <laughs> Paul George comes into town along with his little minion, CJ miles. And they, they dropped 72 points alone on the run right and center floor. And it's like, what happened? And, and then, so they get blown out late in the game and they go to Charlotte. And so I'm thinking, okay, they just got blown out. You know, they got owned and embarrassed by, by two guys. They're going to come out, you know, running the floor here. I thought they were going to blow the Hornets out. Just, just based off what we've seen in the past with John Wall and, being frustrated and bouncing back. They were a pretty good bounce-back team when they played poorly, I thought. And, uh, you know, they went the bed late in the game, and that one's a historic collapse, as you put it. That was a fine way to term it. What was that, a 25-0 run by the by the Hornets?
0: Uh, the Wizards uh, went 0-17 their last 19 possessions in the fourth quarter. Unreal. It was
1: unreal. I mean, uh, they scored it was six a, points. nine-point nine point lead with, with just a few minutes left in the game, and...
0: Or ten minutes, yeah, yeah, ten minutes ago they were up, right? And then yes, I think it was a twenty-five to nothing run. Uh, the Wizards scored six points in that fourth quarter, and it was ugly and bad. And, and there was a lot of kind of name calling or not name calling. Wall was questioning the subbing pattern. Right. Beal was asked about Whitman. He gave a no comment answer. <laughs> was, right. A lot of negativity coming out of from the players' standpoint after that game. Right. And then you thought maybe after the the holiday, you know, got got some food. Day off. They came. They now going to play Boston again because the schedule is weird for the second time already before December in Boston. And I watched that game on Friday. This is when I uh, ate uh, three pieces of pie, different kinds. I had a, a lemon, a lemon pie, a pumpkin pie, and an apple pie. I know the listeners love that. Are
1: you sure some of those players weren't sharing that pie with somebody? Oh, right? wow. Well.
0: It was it was so bad. I was sitting there watching on my laptop, my family's all around doing other things. Like I'm just, I'm just yelling. I'm you know, my headphones are on. They're like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, just watching a debacle. I was like, I, "Where's the whiskey?
1: Was, Pour I me the whiskey." Was spared the Celtics game because it was just it was just a hectic night preparing to travel. And uh, I, I I arrived to, to, to Cali, and I was like, "All right, before the Raptors game, I'm going to catch up on the Celtics game just to just get a feel of where they're at." And uh, I couldn't make it through the second quarter. Partially because the stream was so slow, but uh, it,
0: was, it was probably a blessing that it was. Um, but that Raptors game, huh? I mean... Yeah, so let's go... Let's, for sure. So let's go in the Raptors. So basically they get blown out and embarrassed in Boston once again. Right. Gortat's like, oh, we got embarrassed. This is bad. They come into Toronto. Or they come in, They come back home on Saturday. Another back-to-back. They play two back-to-backs in this, in this uh, five games and seven-day ga- uh, seven stretch. And once again, the offense is they shot really poorly. The Raptors were just turning it over. I thought the Wizards played pretty good defense. I think it was a combination of Raptors missing open shots, but the Wizards were getting some steals, they're getting the passing lanes. I thought they were very active on that end. And just once again they're up 10 with 4 minutes left and just cannot close it out. And then it goes to tragic tragic fashion. I mean, let's just talk about the final play. I mean, Wall misses yeah. two Wall misses two free throws to go up right. th- go up 3. So now they're up 1. And now the Raptors have the ball with, like, six seconds left. Right. And I don't know why you, – you failed to mention Ramon Sessions. I just want to give him a little props before I destroy him real quick. Uh, he, was, he was really good in that Detroit game as well, where you mentioned Anne and Gortot in the win. He was very instrumental in that victory uh, in, in Detroit. But why he's in the game – I don't know, on defensive purposes. I know maybe you don't want Oubre in there in that situation maybe, but his length, I think that, especially when you got DeRozan, so Sessions gets switched off of DeRozan because Porter was on him, gets switched off of him. Then you got Temple who leaves his man in the far corner to play help defense, but then he doesn't really commit, so he doesn't really cut off the baseline. He kind of like halfway cuts off, so then he still leaves an avenue for a passing lane for his man in the corner. Uh, which is the former spur? What's his name? Uh, it's uh, what's the guy's name? Hit the shot. The the uh, Curry Joseph. Curry Joseph hits, hits the corner three, and then once it once the pass goes to him in the corner, I'm like, oh god, this is going in. Like I knew it was going in. I don't know what you thought when you watched it.
1: Uh, yeah, I well I, I was again. I was on a delayed stream, and I had tore up at the same time, and so I already knew that I already knew <laughs> that the play was had gone against the Wizards before it happened. I was still curious to see how it happened. And, I think you and I had very similar sentiments about that play uh, based on our, our tweets. I remember you were tweeting about John Wall yeah, specifically. Yes. And, and I'll get to that as well. But as far as how the play unfolded, you're absolutely right. Uh, Garrett Temple did, you know, lag off his man to go play help defense down on the baseline. And even then couldn't prevent the pass from being made. Or yeah, couldn't prevent it. And Corey Joseph is left wide open and hits the three. And he was too far in at the same time to close out on him. Um, but I kept on watching the play over and over and over again, and I'm like, why is there only four Wizards defenders in the screen? <laughs> yes, yes. And then later I realized, oh, well, there's only four Raptors on the screen as well, but still, why is Wall playing the other end of the floor? And I get that Kyle Lowry was, was there, and, but you have to really consider the amount of time that was left on the clock. There's only three seconds left for the Raptors to shoot, Right. Yeah,
0: the, I think oh, it was, right, it, was it was like five or six. But when they make the drive, there's only three, three or four seconds right. left because yeah. okay. they drive to the well, corner.
1: About, about five, five or six seconds, and I think that's too quick of a time for if if Kyle Lowry is that far down the court, and he really didn't move if the ball was inbounded. I saw him. You kind of just, he was on the
0: other free. He was on the other free throw line right. well, on the okay, on, on the, the back court. Line, I'm just
1: like, okay, I, I think Wall we'll could have at least. Giving him a little bit of a cushion, just just to just to fend on over to, to where Corey Joseph is and, and try to you know close out on him, but he stayed back there and, and you never really saw him in the play at all. But it was a complete defensive breakdown. It was it was exactly how the Raptors wanted to get their vengeance against the, the Wizards. It was another game the Wizards needed to win to really stamp themselves or or get to the point where. They can be a respectable contender in the Eastern Conference. I don't think they are. I don't think they are. And I've mentioned this in the past that they need to win these games against rivals, against teams that they know they'll face in the playoffs, or they faced in the playoffs in the past. And they're not doing it. And they got Cleveland coming up next. And, you know, we'll talk about the schedule, you know. But, you know, I don't know if this is a good This is either, This could either be great timing for the Wizards to play the Cavs or really bad
0: timing. It was weird too, is the Raptors were just coming off a big victory uh, right. against Cleveland in Toronto. The Wizards had them on their heels. I think they committed, you know, twenty some turnovers. They had no business really winning that game. And I felt, wow. I felt like, okay, it's once again when when you lose a buzzer beater shot, right? What do they always say? Well, there was that play. There's four other plays. Why are we only going to focus on that last one? And there's always some truth to that. Because to me, I thought the Wizards had a chance offensively to close this game out, and they were when they were up ten, they had so many bad possessions in the last three or four minutes to where Wall and Beal would Wall was deferring to Beal, and then Beal was deferring to Ramon Sessions, and I was like, hold up, why is why is why is so like they would dribble around, and Beal would like not even try to do nothing, and he just kick it Ramon Sessions, so now we would get mad at Ramon Sessions by. Right. Missing a three or taking off on shot, shot, I was like, "Beal just threw it to him with seven seconds left on the shot clock. Right. Like, what did you want?" And,
1: and, and, and here lies the issue with the Wizards' offense. And uh, you know, when we talk about their offensive woes, you know, they, they are a fast-paced team that they've improved their spacing in the long run. You know, throughout the you know throughout the majority of the game, but when it comes down to crunch time and when it comes down to critical possessions, the game is going to slow down, and you're going to be forced to play a lot of still see the Wizards struggling in that area. You know, like you said, players deferring to others, just passing the ball, no one really stepping in and taking, you know, that taking that role of just being the catalyst and, and bringing the Wizards home. And, and, and you know, I, I have my qualms about Wall, I have my qualms about peel you know, they, you know they, they, they've been talking a lot about what they want to be, what they want to achieve, the kind of conversations they want to be in. And these are the kind of games against these kind of teams in these moments where they need to prove their worth, and, and they're just not doing it.
0: Yeah, and I think that also, it's not just like they're, they're losing these games. It's that we just described four losses that were all different, but all kind of tragic in their own way. So it's not, oh just like, it's not just like, oh, we had an off night, right? Like, oh, hey, I get it. Back to back, you're traveling, you have an off night. It's like, yo, you got punted at home by the Pacers, who you yeah. who were, you were you're already better than. You got George coming yeah. off an injury who basically just did what he did in the 2014 playoffs again right on your and had who CJ Miles couldn't miss a three. I think combined they were what 11 of 15 for threes. You were at the game. Uh you were covering yeah. the game. That was insane and to to go 19 possessions without a bucket in Charlotte when you needed that game to get embarrassed by the Celtics who were who are less talented than you. I mean just embarrassed. Like that game was 30, 35 points in the third quarter. It was over. The energy was nuts. And they did not close out the team that you swept in the playoffs, who the team that you know you're going to be going against. So I feel like it's a cumulative. We can, we can look at these games iso- individually isolated, yeah. but also this this cumulative thing that is now hovering over this team. And, and now if I go to, and I'll give you an example. I'm going to the Wizards ESPN page right now. There's the headlines. Wizards plummet to 21 in rankings on March rank, uh, Science rankings. Down below we got Wizards Daily Rings. Are Wizards under a Dark Spell? I mean these are the headlines. These are the headlines. Oh, yeah. yeah, these no. are the headlines now on ESPN and, and there I see some tweets out there now that they're disappointing. Once again they're six and eight. And I don't wanna I think that you still have you know, I think the next couple weeks once again, I know I just said the last week is so important. But there's still some time to write to, to this ship here, especially if they could maybe be, be, be Cleveland, they got the Lakers after that, and Suns at home. So I mean, there's a chance if they have a big win and get some momentum back. And if we've seen this team has been streaky. They they have lost a bunch of games in a row. They have won games in a row. They've basically been a streaky team this year. So there's this isn't all doom and gloom, but it's also like I can't just we can't just throw out rosy scenarios and just hope hope it all works out. Correct? No, no. This
1: is this is a very, is a very critical stage of the season, I think, for the Wizards because we're slowly closing in on that area of the season where we can't any longer say, oh, it's still early. And I think the Wizards are still falling under that category right now, and our emotions are still kind of, you know, allowing ourselves to be okay to a certain degree with how things have transpired so far with the hopes that, you know, things can still change given the amount of time still left in the season. But 14 games in now, and you've already seen how bad this team can get. And I think it starts with John Wall, and I hate, you know, I, I'm, not, I'm not the kind of guy that likes to harp on the superstar. I, I love John. I think that he is he is the make-or-break factor of this team. Um, but, you know, with the, with, with, with the way it's gone so far and with, with where we are in the season, I think it's critical for the Wizards to turn it around. This is the time. If, if, if we're going to, you know, put everything in the past and say, okay, this is what's happened so far. This is how we correct it. Now is the time to correct it. Um, there's, there's, there's the, the schedule coming up is it's pretty – it's not too tough, but you got the Cavs, you got the Lakers, um, the Suns. So these are all teams that are all playoff-worthy. Um, so it'll be a test for the Wizards, but it starts with John Wall. You know, and he's, he's admitted it himself that this team goes as far as I go. And so far he's been putting up – Statistically speaking, a lot unfavorable num- numbers compared to years past. And um, for him, he's at the stage, you know, where he's trying to build himself offensively, and shooting the ball is not his motif right now. So he needs to kind of figure out what it is that he wants to do.
0: When you were at the Pacers game, you covered the Pacers game last week, and I know it was the beginning before they lost four in a row. It was their first loss. But just just the sense. Of what did you get in the locker room and and covering the team and what did you what was yeah. kind of your takeaway being there in person?
1: Well, yeah, I wanted to get to that as well because we talk about how dominant C.J. Miles and, and, and Paul George was and they continuously made shots and I didn't like the way Whitman and some of the guys kind of wrote it off as oh you know it's you know Whitman likes to say to make or mislead. Yes, I, it's really not. You know, you can make adjustments. You know, he—he he, that's the way he put it. And then you see a guy like Jared Dudley, who his theory was, you know, yeah, those guys were hot. You know, it was, it, when, when it gets to a point where a shooter is so feeling it that it's, it's really hard to contain them. But there are adjustments the defense can make, and that's where the Wizards failed. Uh, could, have, could could, the Wizards have, you know, provided a little less health defense and, and – you know, played a little bit more intense on ball defense against the two hot shooters. They didn't. Um, you know, Kyle had some pretty good points about um, how contested those shots were. How much did the Wizards really contest those shots? And statistically, you know, when you, when you talk about contested shots, I think uh, the equation formulated to what, three and a half feet within the, the shooter? Correct. And the Wizards are outside that radius, you know? So, you know, was there a lapse on defense? Absolutely. Did Whitman really acknowledge that? Not so much. He just, you know, he usually does. Yeah. He usually does. This thing. Whitman is a defensive-minded coach, so he knows when the team doesn't play good defense. But at the same time, I think he kind of sometimes sugarcoats the fact that, you know, maybe there should have been some adjustments made that they didn't.
0: Oh, we'll get to Randy Whitman. We'll, we'll, we'll table we'll <laughs> we'll a discussion for Randy Whitman here coming up. You know, it's, it's funny you mentioned the or the make part of that. And I think I saw on Twitter some, some writer was like, Usually, that's a take a throwaway line when they've been out executed, <laughs> like when a team has been out executed by the opponent. Yeah. Meaning, like they set two double screens and you didn't fight through it, and they had ten open shots and they made seven. Uh, like that's yeah, this isn't like yeah, you contested shot. Like a guy's hot, he goes down. But when it's like, well, why are they getting open shots and your team isn't? <laughs> like, I mean, like something must I, be I, up I, fundamentally. I mean, to a
1: certain degree, I mean, I mean, if you, if you play ball, you, you know you know that guy on the court that just. Starts dominating off the break and it's like, oh, oh shoot, you know, like you know, we're not stopping this guy today. It, it gets a little bit demoralizing, and I, and I think the Wizards felt that a little bit. But you play through it, you know. You you, you got to break through. It. You got to make an adjustment. You know the guy. You know George had George tech, You know technically had thirty five or so points in just two quarters. We scored fifteen in the first. Took pretty much most of the second quarter off comes back and drops to another seventeen in the third. You know what I mean? So, you know, it gets to a point where you're like, all right, we we gotta neutralize one of these guys because you know you, you neutralize one or the other and you win this game.
0: Yeah. Yes. Well, let's get some numbers, all right? This, especially this talk. Let's start with the offense. Currently, the the Wizards uh, ranked twenty fifth in offense in the NBA. Point nine seven zeros per hundred possessions. This is in offensive efficiency. Last year, they were twenty first. At at 1.006, a lot has been made about the, the learning curve, the adjustment. And we have made this. I've pretty much mentioned this on every single podcast that I've had uh, about this team this year. The adjustments of the, the new system, the pace and space. I had John Wall the other day tell me, or he told me during training camp that, hey, it's simple. You know, you got these squares out there. You run around and it's really simple to, to learn. Now, whether or not this is, this is not transforming, actually, the numbers bear this out. How much, and now you have, ah, before I get, now you have people being like, oh, they should go back to the two bigs and we'll get into marching Gortat's quotes because that, that's coming up, a little foreshadowing. And I don't know if they should do that. I don't even know if they have the personnel to really do that anymore because I think that modernizing the offense is a positive. I don't think that, she sh- that this is a good thing. So there is a, a learning curve that I think we that we have to take an account for. But yeah. but also the numbers do not lie here. They, they, are, they are not a good offensive team. And I think that maybe you mentioned it uh, you know, late game situations earlier. What have you seen out of the offense, and how much do you think this is about uh, a transitioning to a new system, or how much is this just them just not playing good basketball on the offensive end, no matter what system they're doing? You know,
1: I, I think I, I I don't. Here's my here's my number one thing. Um, you can't sacrifice good defense for for, for a new system of offense, and I think part of their offensive blows is. Coming from the defense as well, and you know, we can talk about that. But as far as the offense is concerned, um, you don't go back to a too big lineup. I think that we've seen the worst of that for a guy like John Wall, who needs space, who needs to have an open floor, Bradley Bill, as well, who needs to be able to, to, to have consistent movement. You're not going to get that with two bigs, you're not going to get that with two bigs that are over 30 years old and pretty husky. And you know, we're not talking about you know, Anthony Davis and, <laughs> and, and some other skinny seven-footer. You know what I mean? We're talking about pretty hefty big guys that are only mobile in a certain area. Um, not able to really maneuver in and out of space on offense together on the floor. Um, so you don't go back to that. Um, and, you know, you can still play this style of play and not sacrifice so much on the defensive end. There's other teams that have actually made these kind of adjustments to move to a small ball, to a faster pace style of offense and not really surrender any defense defense on, on the other end. Um, but as far as the offense goes, um, I think a lot of these games or a few of these games, it has been sort of that make or miss kind of thing because they have been getting good shots. Um, and they're just not falling. Um, as far as how to fix it, um, you just got you, you got to minimize the turnover first. I mean, and again, I think again it starts with John Wall. Um, he's had multiple games of eight turnovers or more. I think he's averaging close to five. That'll be a career high if he sustains that. Um, and I think part of that these are the, the, the certain elements the the factors that really can really bog down an offense and. and and and, make, and get you to a point where you're shooting 33, percent you know, in a, in the game, and, and that's what's been happening the last few games.
0: Well, let's go. Let's go to the defensive numbers. Correct. All right. Yeah. So so me and once again, me and Kyle, we did a preseason and we talked and we were like, okay, hey, what do we need? Like, how much can we sacrifice of the defense to modernize this offense? Like, and Kyle said, hey, we still need to be a top ten defensive team. To be able to do what we want, where this team wants to go, like you know, which is the Eastern Conference Finals, they want to play Cleveland in the Eastern Conference Finals. Like that is their goal for sure. And that he is the number he gave me was still had to be a top ten defense. They were fifth last year in defense in the NBA in efficiency. Currently, they are twenty fourth. So you basically have tried to, and, I, and I'll give credit to Sean Fagan, who is not listening, who's a writer uh, uh, for Truth About It. What's a guy? He's artisanal, makes artisanal mayo in Brooklyn. I love Sean. Yeah, Sean, is, he's, he's a cantankerous one. Uh, he's, he's good stuff. He's, a hell, he's got a hell of a mind. But he tweeted the other day, he's like, oh, my God, we've modernized the offense and everything else has went to shit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, wow, we finally made this offense you know, in the new yeah. NBA but just fundamentals that we've been that the Wizards have been good at that what has what has basically made them, you know, win two playoff series and it made them go as far as they've gone the last two years has just gone so bad like rotations right. and getting back and like you just mentioned contesting shots and it's it's been crazy to see. I mean, yeah. current so they went from fifth to twenty fourth in defense. And then the offense has gotten worse from 21st to 25th. Now, granted, once again, this is a small sample size, only 14 games. I'll use that caveat. You know, I think maybe after 28 to 30, we can really be like, this is what's up. But these are troubling, troubling signs. What have you seen on the defensive end? I mean, is it just... Once again, are we we back in the yin and the yang? Like, oh, if we played a better offense, our defense would be better. If we played a better defense, our offense would be better. Is it something like that, or what have you seen out of this team defensively? Because you've seen good defense out of this team over the last two years. I mean, one of the top elite right. defenses in the league, and now they are just getting blasted by Kelly Olnick. and and, right. and, and dudes, and, and, you know, random dudes are just are just that dribbling to yeah, the rim. You
1: know, that, that's part of when you when you revolutionize an offense and, and you go into schemes in a system that you're not used to that's so much better than what you used to play um and especially when you're playing so fast and with so so much pace down the floor you're waiting to do that again and so you 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 kind of go through the motions on defense waiting to get the ball back um knowing that you know or having the confidence that you'll be able to match what they did what they do on offense so you surrender some defense that's that's an unfortunate instinct of, of some basketball players um, when, when they when they feel like they're so dominant on offense. And that's how the Wizards, that's how the Wizards kind of felt when they started playing the way they did this season. And it worked to a certain degree. They were winning those 115, 100 to, to 105 games. Um, and now it's slowly starting to catch up on them because defense got progressively worse. And they weren't scoring so much on offense as they were initially. So, um... The defense needs – you can still play the style of offense you want to and maintain your defensive intensity because we've seen other teams do it. And I'm not using the Warriors really as a measuring stick, obviously. That would be absurd. But you want to talk about the perfect team, you know, the Warriors are first in offensive efficiency and, like, top five in defensive efficiency. You've got the Hornets who have also, you know, simmered down to a, a small lineup and still playing at a high level on defense, so you can do it. Uh, I, I don't want to in- entirely blame the offense for their defensive, um, you know, decline. Uh, to say that they've, you know, they, they've improved their offense at the expense of their defense, they have, but they shouldn't. Um, I think they need to. I think if they go, if they go back to scoring in on offense, and Whitman has talked about this in the past. I think he said it in the first uh, three or four games. I'm not sure which one it was, but he said that the Wizards. The Wizards should focus and go back to focusing in on defense because the offense will come with it. It's harder to play defense than it is offense. It really is. It takes a lot more discipline, a lot more focus than it does on offense. Especially when you're as talented on offense as the Wizards are. They really are. Potentially, they can be a top five offense in this league with Wall and Beal and and you got guys like Otto and Neal off the bench. They can score. Uh, they don't. They, they, so they don't. They don't need to entirely focus on scoring because that'll come. They need to get back to their their principles on defense. What won them those playoff series, like you mentioned, the past two years, and uh, and, and that's pretty much what it boils down to. Once
0: once again, the stats the stats don't lie. The the Wizards are one in seven. When they allow 100 points or more, and of their Make eight losses, and the only one that isn't is the Raptors game, <laughs> so wow. they basically lost their first seven games when they allowed all their losses. They allowed over 100 points, and then the Raptors game, which is kind of a fluke, they actually played really good defense. Actually, their offense was so bad they shot 32.9, 33 percent from the field against the Raptors, and still blew the game. And <laughs> <Right. laughs> like
1: that's a testament <laughs> to how poorly their offense has been as well, because. You can allow 100 points, but if your offense is as good as you want it to be, you want them to outscore, and you're not. And that's because you're turning the ball over 25 times a game. You're shooting under 35. percent You know, you're your all-star taking 19 shots when he's not a shooter. You know, I just those are things that are are gonna are gonna bog you down, and it's happening to the Wizards now. So,
0: uh, well, let's get into him. Okay, you've mentioned him. It's hard to not talk about the Wizards without John Wall, and when the. It, it, and I was tabling the conversation with the Raptors. We were like, where the hell was John Wall on that last play? Now, I screenshotted four four pictures of where John Wall was on that play. Because what, what, what struck me was when the winning shot was made and the Raptors were celebrating, I saw Wall all of a sudden stroll into, like, the three-point line. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, where the hell have you been the whole That's time? You saw, like, yeah, worry, so, the so that so that people were like, like, he was covering Lowry. He's like, and then his It was Colvin Lowry. I was like, okay, dude. Like, okay, Lowry was 70 feet from the hoop. So you're arguing that somehow the dude in the corner is going to throw it back to Lowry? Like, I've played basketball. I was like, where "Where was the John Wall that's running into the stands to block a shot and save a ball in a preseason game? Of course, then again, I'm against that. I was like, John Wall, what the hell are you doing? But where was this, like, his body language? I'm not a body language police. But it was kind of like, oh, like like there was no attempt to collapse on defense. And like he, maybe he's, listen, that final play was not John Wall's fault. That final play was Whitman's fault for having sessions in. That final play was because they, they didn't switch on defense that screen. And Temple did, did a terrible job cutting off the baseline. We've established of the issues. That's why it was. But where are you at? You're the leader. You're the main guy. You're the, the guy that can block shots. You're not even like attempting to collapse on defense. That was a really troubling sign to me. And there was another play, actually, uh, against – it was actually against the Pacers when they were trying to make a little run in the fourth quarter, and there was, like, a loose ball. And I think they were down, like, nine or ten points. And I didn't really – I don't even think I even mentioned on Twitter. And there was a loose ball, like, Nene and someone were going for – I think it was Mahimi uh, were going for it. And Wall had a chance to go for the loose ball and just pulled up. And then the Pacers guy got it, and they drilled the three right after that. Or his man drilled the three because he didn't go for the ball – and they kicked it over to his man. I think Hill hit a 3. And I was like, "Wow. Like, okay, John, like what is up?" Because when people want to ask me right now, "What is up with the Wizards?" What am I going to say? John Wall is just not playing well, and this team is not talented enough around him. Now, y- you said that you think they're talented enough scores, but this ta- the identity of this team is based upon John Wall. And it's not based yeah. upon John Wall getting 25 or 30 a game either. It's based upon John Wall creating buckets for other people yeah. in transition, harassing the point guard, Cutting off the passing lanes, funneling the defense, being the the you know the head of the snake on defense, and that we do not see that happening. There's there's a fire in his there's a fire missing from John Wall, I don't know what it is. I'm not going to speculate from a personal thing. He's they right. say they say he's not. He's been asked uh, repeatedly. Kyle kind of kind of said, uh, "When are we going to hear? You know, the John Wall injury. When's that going to come out?" Right. And then uh, Jorge, I think, responded on Twitter, says, I asked him repeatedly. Uh, Jorge Castillo, the coverage for Washington Post, says, I asked him, I asked him multiple times. Is he, yeah. is he okay health-wise? He says okay. To, yeah. Sorry he's, to cut you off. Yeah, yeah, no, he says okay. I mean, so before I go into John Wall, what if, before I, my personal opinion, going back to what you are saying, uh, like, what is up with him? Because here's the deal. Like, when people say, like, hey, what's going on with the Wizards? Like, I don't know why John Wall's playing this bad. Like, I don't really know. I don't really have an answer. And it's not just like his shot is bad or he's committing turnovers. It's the way he's committing these careless turnovers. It's the way that, you know, I know he says that he's not having fun and all this, and we'll go into Gortat's fun quote here in a little bit because I can't wait to go off on uh, the Polish hammer. What have you seen from John Wall? uh, What is up? I mean, what is up? What's your take?
1: Yeah, well, with John Wall... There's no question, you know, to, just just to start, just to start my thought, uh, to to go back to how bad he's been this year. And I'm not going to say he's horrible. He's had some good spurts. Turnovers are high. The field percentage is extremely low. Um, he's 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 regressed in, in, in the number of assists. All that. There's two things with John Wall right now that's probably bugging him. There's there's probably some sort of emotion that he's going through right now. I, you know, we're not, I'm not going to speculate, but you know. To an extent, I am. Or there's an injury that we don't know about, as, as you as you mentioned. Um, of course, he's denying that. And of course, you know, after a bad game or after a bad play, he'll, he'll go through the whole, you know, talking about how the play unfolded, going through the mechanics of it, of it and what happened, what didn't happen. But there is something underlying there that's, that's, that's got John Wall not where he needs to be this season. And like you mentioned, we can see it. It's evident in his lack of firepower. That, that extra spark on defense, that extra, you know, run down court to chase down, a, you know, a, a, a layup attempt, um, or dive for the ball. You know, not to say, I don't know if he's been in that situation as often or not, but we haven't seen that from him. Um, so what's up with him at this point? We, it, we have yet to find out. I remember Gortat last year went through a certain slump. And then later on the season, or in the offseason, actually, he admitted that he was having some personal issues. Is there some similar emotions that are affecting John Wall? I don't know. I can't say. I won't say. Um, is there an injury that he's not telling us about? You know, is, is, are, you know, are his broken fingers, you know, something like that, something that's nagging him in that area? I don't know. Um, but he has admitted uh, in an interview with, with Jorge Castillo that he's not having fun he didn't really explain why he's not having fun but he admitted that he's not smiling as much he's not joking as much and that's fine that's good that's good that he actually brought that up himself he wasn't really you know it wasn't pride out of him like what's wrong with you John Wall he, he, he'll speak up and acknowledge when he when he's not playing well that's one great thing that I love about John Wall and he, he's done it lately now you know saying that he I admit, there's something missing I gotta find it I trust that he will find it um, we're still early in the season, so he's got plenty of time.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, unless it's an injury thing, I mean, then he can't really, you know, it's injury, he's not full, full speed, but where's the John Wall skipping around? Where's the guy jiggling and dancing? Where's the guy, like the ferocious defender that is ready to lock down a dude and he's ready to take Kyle Lowry's heart out, you know, he's ready to take his kneecaps out like he did. Where's the guy that played against Atlanta Hawks with a broken wrist? I, it's not about the contracts it's not about expectations. I mean, he already had all that. I, I I just don't, I don't understand it. And people get upset because first of all, you know, me, I'm the biggest John wall defender there is against the national media. My credibility on John wall against all these haters over all this years is documented. And the other day when I put those pictures up on Twitter about where he was at in the screen, I got all this pushback of people saying I was unfair and I was like piling on and all this stuff. I was like, no dude, like, Okay, first of all, I don't need to defend my credibility of defending John Wall, but also like you have to call you have to say what's up. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna like put my blinders on and say like, oh no, John Wall is doing okay because John Wall's our all star and he's great. No, I'd be like, dude, John Wall has to play better. And like you mentioned, John Wall the first guy that I'll give him credit that will admit that he has to play better. He always he always owns up. I think he gave a quote today. Of course, uh, Jorge tweeted out. When she said, "John Wall, quote, until I start playing better, we're not going to do well. It's as simple as that. Yeah. And that's and that. And so I love his awareness, but why is he trying to make a forty-foot pass to someone that's not uh, not there? How much is it of those, maybe some of those players should be in the right spots? But it's but it but it's like this." these little things of these loose balls or not not hustling back and, and not taking responsibility or then he was complaining about Whitman in the offense or whatever and then what's he do? He goes out and shoots like twenty times and doesn't make any <laughs> Right? And like he kinda of was like, Oh, I need to score more and shoot more and then he yeah. goes out and he's I, like you're not a shooter, dude. Like like we don't mind you shooting in this offense, but you know your your biggest asset is not your shooting. And where's your attack? Where's your attack, John Wall? And I don't know what if he's just go. I mean, gl- luckily it's November. If he wants to go through a funk in November, that's a lot yeah. better. But it's just weird because he's still an awesome basketball player. Like he didn't forget how to play basketball. Yeah, like he, like he's still really good. He shows flashes as still being pretty damn awesome. You know, like.
1: <laughs> I, I find him plenty of times this year, um, or Joe has actually, but. You know, Wall set the bar pretty high for himself this year. You know, talking about wanting to be an MVP, you know, conversation. And so when you go into the season with that kind of mentality, you you want to you want to try to live up to those standards to a certain degree. I think he's tried to offensively. And I think that part of that has kind of affected his defense. It may or may not have. But Wall's offensive struggles, the, the amount of turnovers and the missed shots, I don't know if that's part of him just, you know, trying too hard to be what he wants to be. You know, taking 25 shots in a game. To me, if 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 you've taken 10 or 11 shots and you made barely any of them, you probably try want to try to simmer down the amount of shots you take if you know you're not feeling it. And Wall pretty much was not feeling it at all that night. That he took 25 shots, he missed 19 shots. And they were pretty awful shots. Uh, not that they were badly selected shots. They were just off. Um, so I, I don't know if Maul's still trying to figure out his own identity right now. He wants to set himself the identity of an MVP. And it's probably backfiring on him right now. And it's probably bothering him that it is. Um, but I think he's wise enough to understand that it is still early in the season. Maybe I need to take a step back, go back to fundamentals a little bit. Go back to being that guy that has the incredible court intelligence and IQ and vision, uh, where I set up my teammates and I'm not, you know, trying to squeeze it. It, these jump passes across court where he's just jumping with the ball, not really set on where he wants to throw it, but still throws it anyways, you know what I mean? That's that's old school jump.